Hey y'all, hey, it's your co-host, Lucretia Haley, speaker, author, and purpose and relationship coach. And listen, ladies, are you seriously dating and need some guidance to make sure you aren't wasting your time? Or are you engaged and need some wisdom to properly prepare your heart and mind for your upcoming new lifestyle shift? If you said yes to either, then you need to join us in a good thing in the making. It's a three-day challenge for women who desire marriage and are actively planning for a great marriage. This event will be hosted virtually from December 1st through December 3rd. And I am speaking on day one, so I definitely need you to come in the room, okay? Registration is required and details and the link will be in the description. So I cannot wait to see you there. Listen, let's prepare for the man you've been praying for. All right, I love you, bye. Hey, we're back for another season of When Marriage and Purpose Collide. We're here to inspire and encourage Christian singles who are striving to date with a desire and purpose for marriage. We will provide you with thought-provoking hot topics that not only challenge your thinking, but can encourage you in your single season. We speak about topics like this all the time. We're just taking you along for the ride. So sit back and join us. On to the episode. How's it going? We are back for another episode. Listen, I know y'all see two faces on the screen. We had two faces last week. You didn't do this. I know we're gonna. I know I'm gonna do it. Okay. I'm gonna see. We just already getting into it already. See, this is why we need them. <laughs> okay. This is why. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of When Marriage and Purpose Collide the podcast. podcast. There we go. Yay! <laughs> and um, I am so honored. Honored to have guests here today again again another week yeah and this is episode eight of the podcast so we got two more after this and then we'll be done with season four. Oh yeah you ready your phone going off and everything good (laughs) so listen before we get started i would like for our guests to go ahead and introduce themselves you could do a brief intro tell us who you are where you're from life whatever it is just tell the audience tell the people whoever's ready um, okay sure so i'm shlomo slatkin i'm rifka slatkin and we're, we're from baltimore maryland and i'm an imago therapist i'm a licensed therapist in baltimore and uh, practice something called imago therapy and rifka and i together run the marriage restoration project it's a initiative to help couples stay together and stay happy and we do workshops together and I also do private therapy, and we have other clinicians that do the therapy with us as well. Listen, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. It said marriage <laughs> restoration. Restoration. Okay, you about to be like restored that. today. Then you have a project today. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, well, Listen. we got into it because <clears throat> we really needed it for our own marriage. So mm. that's really, you'll hear more about that, but that's why we're here today. Okay. Yes, and I can't wait. Um, Like we said, the singles need y'all <laughs> we need to hear all about the things and we need we we need we're doing preventative maintenance all the time mm-hmm. to make sure that everything is uh up to up to snuff like they say <laughs> it's, it's so okay is that what they say <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, so what we like to start off with is something called confessions. This is my confessions. And so uh, what we do is we share something that is lighthearted, something that maybe made us upset this week, angry, maybe made us happy, but it's something that people wouldn't normally talk about, you know, kind of deal. So it's an honest confession. So do you have yours first or you want me to go? You go ahead. Okay. My confession today is that um, I, I'm, this fall, actually, fall here has, has actually been pretty good. You normally, I'm not in Kansas City, for those who are listening, they're like, who, where y'all at? When in Kansas City, fall normally, like the first two weeks or whatever, it's like fall and then winter. And yeah. so I'm kind of happy that it's actually not been as bad as previous years. Yeah. And because I normally, honestly, I don't. I get to the point to where, and this is probably a better, an, another confession, where I reached like seasonal depression in a way because I'm from California and I'm yeah. used to just not snow, ice, all the things, right? And so I don't, I'm not used to, so when I approach this season, I kind of get like, oh, I got to go through this again. We got to go through the cold and go through the ice and stay home and inside the house and all the things. So um, not to say that it's not coming, but I'm just saying that I feel better about this approaching this time. Like I could get it before it comes. So I'm prepping for whatever may happen. But yeah, my birthday was this week too. So you mean this whole oh, month? Happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, well, the whole month. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> celebrate though. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, that's my confession. I don't even know if it was a really confession, but it was just me telling I mean, my, my... People don't know. True. Yeah. All right. Cool. What you got, babe? Um, my confession that has to do with what recently happened, my son basically bringing up Foxy, which is our oh. dog that passed away. Oh, yes. I know it got a little sad. I know. It, it is a little sad. <laughs> because oh. now he's seeking it as kind of like comfort mm -hmm. in a way, mm -hmm. which he didn't do that before. But since she's not here, he's using that kind of like as his teddy bear escape. Yeah. And it happened randomly. Like he got sad and he was like, Where's Foxy? And next, you know, I had a crying moment. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, it was a it was a touching moment. Yeah. That I um because I'm like, I don't know how much he remembers. Yeah. But apparently he remembers. Yeah. And so you don't know how much kids remember like the the dog that was in the house. And he's like, Well, she's not here anymore. Yeah. And he feels that. Mm. Yeah. And so and that was in February, right? When yeah. 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 It was February. Yeah. And, so, and out of just, this week he was just like Foxy. I'm yeah. like, why now? Had <laughs> oh, <laughs> a months, like yeah. yeah. So, so that was my my confession. Yeah. I felt sad about it. Working I, through. Yeah, we got to remember to put pictures up in the house too. We, um, I think that's one thing too. So he, could, I don't know if that'll help or <laughs> hurt, but <laughs> we got. Well, it'll help because he wants to see her. So okay, yeah. there you go. So that's what that's what our um, next step is to do that. Yeah. yeah, pet loss is so it's so hard. Mm -hmm. It is. So we it have really is yeah, it was our family member, so yeah, I'm dealing with it. But yes, we didn't want to bring the the, the emotions. Sorry about that. Maybe I, 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 I usually hit with something wild and goofy, but that was I don't know that ours is any better because okay, <laughs> we were talking about what our confession was, and I was like, Oh, we have, we have a joint confession. Maybe that's Dang. too sad or let's bad. go for it. Let's go for <laughs> well, it. I was I was thinking how sometimes at our couples workshops we reveal Mm -hmm. that we we once had like a fight and it lasted for we were yeah, we, last but we didn't talk about it. we had we had a 
we had something we didn't talk about basically for, for three, three years. years. Three we knew years. That it was- and it wasn't even a big deal, but for some reason we were just both so mad about it mm-hmm. for like for three, for three years. We're like, we can't talk about it. I was so afraid to bring it up until we, we left. <laughs> so we went out of the country for our anniversary, 20th anniversary. And then we then we spoke, spoke about it about and it took it. two seconds and it was like no big deal. But for some reason, like during those three years, neither of us were like, we're not talking about it. That so. is funny. It was something that was under the rug. So basically, you can see that thing under the rug for three years because you know how you they say you put something under the rug. Mm-hmm. Like y'all pushed yeah. it far. Okay. And it wasn't, yeah. it, it, I mean, wasn't it was even about a big something deal. that had happened. It wasn't okay. something that was like necessarily like relevant to ongoing interactions, gotcha. but it was like something that happened that it was like yeah. upsetting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was so silly. It was very silly. Now looking back, we're like, why did we wait all that time? Like looking back, it just looks so stupid. But that's you know hilarious. whatever and, but you said in your 20th anniversary is when 20... y'all kind of let it go or how did well, that no, happen we, talked, just... we, 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 we were at we went away and we mm-hmm. like had a chance to really talk about it okay and, and yeah. interesting yeah so wow. we just yeah and now looking back we're like why did we wait three years to discuss it but we did i don't know so it's funny i mean it's the, i mean it's it, only because of the position you all are in now how you do workshops exactly. like like yeah. said, and so to say that <laughs> it's like very That's ironic so but we kind of let couples at our workshops laugh at us when we yeah. talk about it because like it. yeah so. you know it's busy all the kids all their deal with all their uh uh-huh. drama so you know mm-hmm. just to actually sit down and talk about it we just didn't make the time and yeah yeah oh that's a good one Push i like off. joint profession that's a that's a nice icebreaker that's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, no. all right. Well, thank y'all so much for sharing your confession. I really appreciate it. Um, I love when guests are able to get into it with us and be able to at least share something. So, all right. We have two questions that we like to ask guests on our podcast, and DJ is going to take it away. Yep. So, the first question is What compelled you to join this conversation? Well, a friend of mine reached out and she said she had just listened to this wonderful podcast and it was yours. And she's like, I really think you should reach out to them. They're so great. And so I did. And it was, you know, a while back, but you guys are such great role models, helping other couples and singles find their way. And it's not easy this day and age. And I think it's just wonderful to see another couple out there that, you know, is strong and family and purpose. And we are just honored to be here. Oh, okay. so, yeah. yeah it's been a long time coming Rivka. <laughs> yes life got in the way but we are here we are fully present with you yes so. <laughs> i love it it was it was a it was a pleasure to see your inbox message and say hey I was like, yeah, yeah. I guess it's always people somebody i know that's why that i yeah, invite and so it was like oh we don't know them yay we're reaching people yeah so, yeah, you are reaching people because this friend reached out and I'm gonna have to ask you who that was. Yeah, actually, I yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm now curious. I'm like, who is this friend? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm happy to share. She's actually yeah. a pretty well known author. Her name is, it's a little hard to pronounce because it's a Hebrew name, but it's Bracha Getz. Oh, so yeah, she's I a children, she's a published children's author. Awesome. Um, and I think mostly maybe Jewish books, but she's okay. a really yeah. wonderful person and she's the one who told me to reach out awesome. listen yeah. we're reaching airways you are look at that look at that all right well thank you so much for sharing that go ahead sure. all right the second question is what are your thoughts surrounding the current state of singles and dating nowadays sure so 
there's so much to say on this. Uh, I, know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, just, there's just a few points. I think a lot of people are afraid of of relation of marriage. They want to be married, but they're afraid because they don't know what it's going to be like, and they're afraid it's not going to work because you see so many relationships that don't work. Uh, it could be they even came from a home where the parents got divorced. So I think there's a lot of fear about that, mm-hmm. and we find in relationships the most important thing is commitment. If a couple's committed, they can make it work. And I think if you have enough chemistry, have enough connection, enough shared vision, purpose for what you want for your life, if you're committed, you can make it work because no relationship is perfect. So one of the things I don't want to like make people scare people, but one of the things that we talk about all the time in our in our our couples workshops and private work is that relationships start off in that romantic stage, but they also inevitably go into what we call a power struggle. So it's normal. And the power struggle is an opportunity to learn about what's bothering you in order to create what we call the conscious marriage, conscious relationship. So mm. the the conflict is going to happen in every relationship. But the good news is that it doesn't mean it's the end of the relationship. So if if singles would know about that, I think it would be easier for them to have a, I guess, have a realistic idea of what marriage is all about. It would be easier for them to commit because they know it's not going to be perfect. But if there's a lot enough good going for them, mm-hmm. I think that that would be be helpful. Because I think people are pick people are picky, right? People are just like, yeah. you know, I yeah, need to have like perfect. You know, everything's got to be. You know, all the stars have to line up, and mm-hmm. you know, fortunately, it doesn't always work that way. It no. doesn't. And that's what I think needs to be known. You know, the pickiness. Y'all got to figure out what the key points in this because you being too picky. That's why you're still single. Okay, so so we want if you want to be real, right? Did you look like you had something to say? Sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say I was picky. No, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe the pickiness comes from like the fear of, you know, wanting to make sure that, yeah. you know, if things mm-hmm. things will be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to make sure, and and people get in their head also. They get it in their head a lot. They don't allow themselves to like get get in their heart and to really feel and be open to meeting somebody. So we also kind of like, I think the people exclude people because they've already marked them off. Like, oh, well, I'm not that person. And that Mm person, you know, that person is not for me. And I think if people would be more open, Mm -hmm. they would be less picky. Yeah. That's the part. Out of their comfort zone, um, because our story, we met online, actually. Mm. And so that was out of my comfort zone of even doing something like that. And so I had to, even as I scrolled and was swiping or whatever, um, online, I was all, I was set on a particular type of guy that I wanted, you know, but then those guys never worked out or never went anywhere. And so finally I had to open my eyes and open, you know, to something more like, okay, if I'm not getting the guy, you know, if nothing's ever successful with this, then maybe I should try something different. And so that's Mm -hmm. when I saw his picture pop up. (laughs) And so I was like, huh, this is different for me. He's wearing his work uniform. (laughs) You know, so I'm just going to go ahead and DM. Let's try this, you know, kind of deal, you know? And so I had to, and even before even online dating, I had to just try and just get out there and see what wasn't for me, what was for me. And then I realized that, okay, I've got my way. I was like, okay, now I know how to maneuver with communication and talk and, you know, meet a guy and talk to one. So Mm. I know he's looking at me because I'll, because he normally shares that story because he likes how I, I hopped in a DMs oh, yeah. and, so, and I enjoy every bit of that. <laughs> he approached me like the... <laughs> he uh, liked that you were forthcoming that you oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah she hit me up and I, the thing was I wasn't even looking I was 
relaxing really mm-hmm. and the app was still on my phone i was like oh i'm getting a message yeah <laughs> so let me see That's, what it is sometimes it's so great like i think we yeah. also could relate to both not really being look not really looking but then yeah just i was like happening. yeah i was just really somebody asked, suggested it and i said okay why not but i wasn't really like looking i wasn't like I didn't think I was ready to get married at the time. Mm. Sometimes it's nice to be in a place where it's like you're not pressured and sure. you're just kind of open to whatever comes. Yeah. And this could be good. Yeah. So I kind of want to move maneuver into that. I know. Um, thank you so much for asking the, um, I mean, answering, excuse me, the oh, questions. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, thank you for answering. But I kind of want to, since you're talking about your journey before you met, can you t- share a little bit about your single journey? Maybe about like maybe where you were in your single journey before you both met, and then maybe you can go into the process of meeting each other. Sure. Well, I guess I'll start. <laughs> um, you know, I, my parents divorced when I was like age eleven, and I feel like it was a really traumatic thing. We were like the first divorce in my neighborhood in my community like in the early 90s so mm. it was like this big you know nowadays so many people but it was very rare then so I feel like it really defined me and I just growing up I was very determined that like through the pain I wanted to learn everything I could about how to improve myself and learn how eventually one day have a good relationship because I did not want to repeat what I saw at home. So then just everything was always from that vantage point. So like just very uh, motivated to, to be as good as I could be. So then I went to college and um, I'm trying to remember and just everyone I met, like I just wanted to learn from them. Mm. And one time I was living with someone and and then family. a family and then she's like she one of their daughters got married and then the husband was like hey I have a guy for you uh what what are you looking for and so Ooh. I mentioned like I really want someone just that's like very motivated in life not lazy mm-hmm. and then he called me the next day he's like I have a guy for you and he's calling you in five minutes I'm like okay what? <laughs> So, and then Shlomo will tell you what he was doing at the time. I think he was watching the playoffs and he's like, wait, what? I had to interrupt my, my show to make a call. That is hilarious. <laughs> but yeah. And then I knew from the phone call really like before I, and those days we didn't see pictures. Yeah. So I didn't even know what he looked like, but from the phone, I knew that this was going to go somewhere because it's funny. My mother she's you know kind of like a little bit of a feminist and when we were growing up she would always say girls me and my two sisters Mm -hmm. she's like pay attention to men out there you know just like notice what they're like and think like do I want someone like that or do I not like those qualities Mm -hmm. so she's like you got to make a list and write down what are the things that are most important to you so I actually had a list in my top desk drawer and when after our phone call I actually opened the drawer and I looked at the list And my top thing on my list was I wanted someone who was a good listener. Mm. And from the phone call, that first phone call, I would just be talking and saying things I didn't think were even that important. And Shlomo would ask me questions about them. And he was really listening. And I was like, wait a minute, this is what I'm looking for. So I was very excited to meet him for that very first time. And I went into it with a good intention. That's amazing. I love that story. <laughs> Thanks. I love that story. And before we get to you, Shlomo, it's I like what you said. 
first off, this the friend, and you said it was her husband that yeah, yeah, like you being open for it. Um, and what I've been talking to a lot of the women I coach now, the single women I coach, is being okay with saying that I'm okay with I want to be married. I desire to have somebody in my life, and being okay with saying that to other people you know that are around you, that love you, that care for you, because you never know who has a friend or can bring that. That's another way of helping prospects, you know, possible prospects get to you. But then also I enjoy hearing about the list because the list. I did something similar to one of my friends did. Actually, I I borrowed, you know, how she did it. And I and um and she started off with the list and met her guy. They're married now. Ooh. And so yeah. it was like and it and it wasn't like you said, it wasn't like, you know, I want him to have brown, yeah. you know, tall, six, you know, whatever. It was like the things I really valued. The real value. The real value for me. And then when we started talking is when those showed up. So I appreciate hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. The list I used to, you know, I used to roll my eyes when my mom would tell me to do it, but I'm actually quite grateful to her for, for suggesting to make a list. Awesome. Awesome. Hope she's listening. <laughs> she we, listen, go ahead and share it. Right. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Shaloma. What you got? <laughs> yeah. So it's, so the interesting thing is that we didn't say is that in our circles, when people, people are dating to get married. So it's not just like, you know, want to go out and have a girlfriend or boyfriend. It's more about like for purpose of marriage. So at that point in my life, I was like, what, 22. I finished college and I went to study abroad for a year in Israel. And then I kind of came back abruptly. I wasn't sure what I was doing. Didn't have a life kind of career plan at the point. I was just figuring myself out. I'm just like, people were asking me, oh, do you want to go out? I'm like, I know that means to get married. I'm like, I'm not interested in getting married. I, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> so I I went out, I did go out with one person one person and then they said like well he doesn't know what his career is going to be so i'm not really comfortable like with him so then when i got a call from this guy i said you know i want to let you know like i i can't have anybody with expectations like if they like me they like me i'm not like i don't know what's i don't have a whole plan here just to be willing to tolerate that so we spoke on the phone and also you know we met the first time it was like you know the done deal almost <laughs> i mean we got engaged pro probably uh what eight eight weeks later Wait yeah, a needless to yeah. Say, yeah, it was it was twelve dates. It was twelve dates yeah. total. Y'all have a but book like, that twelve. That y'all should be a movie. Twelve dates. And then, yeah. Yeah. Right. It could it could have been less than that, but you know, I think that it's because we had we we knew what the, our goal was, yeah. and mm -hmm. we talked about the important things. Yeah. You know, we talked the whole time. It wasn't like we were like going to a movie or something. Like, you know, Rivka says I talked for seven hours the first date. He did. But uh, <laughs> I think she talked a little bit. But, you know, so, you know, we talked about important things. Like, we knew about it. We talked about our family. We talked about what we wanted for our life. We talked. And so it went. We were able to go. It's another thing that's interesting because we're both very, um, I would say, like, deep people. So mm -hmm. we were able to talk about deep things and create a deep connection really quickly. So mm -hmm. it was like we didn't need to, like, go out. And mm -hmm. I think that's it's another point about dating, even though we're not talking about dating now. But, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, for dating, I think when people can be vulnerable with each other and really connect on a deeper level, mm -hmm. then it can definitely expedite the process and can help people know each other better as well. Otherwise, like people think, oh, I have to date for years with the same person. It's like, why isn't it going anywhere? Mm -hmm. The more you can get vulnerable and, and really connect, then, then I think that it can expedite. But so this is, that's what happened with us. And uh, you know, that, the rest is history. 
that's a beautiful story and so when when did you actually get married when was how did that I I feel like it was like two and a half months later like the whole thing started we met April 29th and got married August 21st oh wow okay yeah you know in the in in our world we're in the orthodox Jewish world so people date where there's not like the necessarily that romantic you know we definitely felt a romantic connection but you know we're discouraged to to touch actually you're not really supposed to touch so without the confusion of the physical (laughs) stuff when Mm -hmm. that's taken out of the picture then you don't have like those really confusing times where Mm -hmm. you connect let's say in an intimate way and then it doesn't work like you're really just very Mm -hmm. driven about the life quality you know the goals Mm -hmm. to make sure they're in line that's key because that's that was the focus it wasn't physical. Everything was like you said. You had kept the connection. You were vulnerable with each other, and you kept something's flying around. I saw it. Okay, <laughs> so you kept you kept uh, all that happening within the relationship. So it was like, well, we're right for each other. Let's just, you know, this is yeah. Let's just do it. Let's, let's just, just do it. it. Yeah, I mean, but we certainly had an. Attra- you have to also yeah. make sure the physical. Yeah, attraction. I mean, we definitely liked each other a lot. <laughs> it was very hard. Cause we want, you know, we wanted to have physical, but of course. we couldn't. So it was like, you know, that was down the line. So yeah, we got to talk about that too on our journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you waiting for me? To <laughs> I was, I was, I didn't know if you Sorry, wanted to I was, you I was asking about okay. food. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. About our journey of, of saving ourselves for marriage. Now it would have been great for us not to touch, but it was oh, a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Well, I, I had a set firm boundaries and it was for myself but she was like oh okay right like uh the time boundaries like i wouldn't go into her house after a certain amount of time i called them vampire hours wow i was like hey it's dark outside it is what nine o'clock i am not i'm not walking in and he was the first guy that out that i dated that was very stern Mm -hmm. about like about that even the things that i would wear too he would just he would nudge me and be like, yeah, so you might have to. Um... And, and not not, <laughs> not, not a way, like, you can't wear that outside. Exactly. It was more like, you showing a little bit more skin, and it's going to make me fall out. Yeah, I don't want to do it. So. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of things that, um, and it was new for me, I'm sure new for you. Oh, yeah. But just navigating the waters. And so, yeah, we definitely can relate to that part. <laughs> yeah. The That's thing is, awesome. although it was new for me, but it was more like I know myself. I know what can make me, you know. Mm-hmm a certain way so sure. i was just like okay i'm gonna set boundaries at those points and yeah. it wasn't for like oh you can't do that it was more like please help yeah. yourself yeah yeah not yeah. not cross that line by doing these things mm-hmm. yeah so that's that was that little, makes sense wow yeah, yeah so i definitely it was a lot quicker though you all did but uh yeah yeah <laughs> it was but we after a year well how i always get it wrong how, how long after we met did we get married it was less than, I know it was less than eight. Yeah. Hey, it's your girl, Lucretia Haley, speaker, author, and purpose and relationship coach. Can I speak to you for a bit? When it comes to relationships, finances, career switches, life transitions, and dealing with you, it does seem like a ton of work. You've been struggling with your next move in life or hitting a season of unknown, and some of you may feel like you are broken beyond repair. And it's gotten a little chaotic. Can I tell you something? Life will always be filled with chaos. You cannot run away from what is going on in this world and what you are hit with. You can control 
how purposeful you are once you wake up in the morning and start your day. It is a choice. Maybe in your prayer time and reflection, God has been telling you exactly what to do and you've still been stagnant. Or maybe you just don't even know where to start. In Finding Purpose Within the Chaos, 14-Day Journal Workbook, you will hit 14 target areas in your life that may be keeping you from pressing go. Whether you are in these dating streets, needing to set boundaries at work, mending close relationships with close friends or relatives, or even overcoming procrastination, it's time to put in the work and take action. Let me help you with Finding Purpose Within the Chaos. It's now available on Amazon. Link in the description. Love y'all. Bye. Oh, so actually a year and a half before. Um, so we met um in January mm-hmm. of that year of 2015. And then we got married in um June of 2016. Yeah. So <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. And so engaged on Christmas Day. I was about to say, you about to skip the engagement part. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, we don't want to spend too much. People know about us all the time all on right, this podcast. Really <laughs> We're together with people on here. Hopefully by season four, they know us. Right. If they've been binge watching us, hopefully. <laughs> well, thank y'all so much for sharing about your story from singleness to marriage. I know it's going to bless a lot of people out there um, when they hear that. Um, so what I am so interested in is the marriage restoration project like how to get started like whose idea was it how's it going what's the stuff like give us all the details <laughs> oh my goodness sure. you guys are real juicy yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> i'll give you the g-rated version so okay. um basically what what happened is so you know we had this fairy tale uh, engagement and marriage and then we started having fights and it kind of all kept going on and on and on until we had our first child about that part in the two-year mark of our relationship, of our marriage, th- that's when we kind of got to the point where it's like, we need to get help. And I was like, mm-hmm. we need to get help. Mm-hmm. So we both had we both had two people that suggested the same type of therapy, Imago therapy. They said, you really have to do Imago. So I dragged Rivka to an Imago therapist. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was unbelievable. The first session, we just like, we felt like we fell back lo- in love again. And we finally... It was really hard for us because we felt so connected, but then we saw all this conflict happening and we just didn't know what to do. And it really gave us hope. It really helped us see things differently. It gave us a way to be able to communicate our differences and understand why we were triggering each other. And at that time, I was um, getting my master's in counseling psychology. I wanted to be a pulpit rabbi, but instead I chose, this became my you know ministry, so to speak. Wow. And I got the, I did the training to become an imago therapist so i was doing my practice for a while and working with couples but at some point you want to share the next point um you uh... you know i just felt like so many people around us were getting divorced Mm -hmm. and i felt like what are they going to do with their kids you know i remember being a kid child of divorce and how traumatic it was and i just felt like gosh you know we just need to do something to spread more awareness and education about why typical marriage counseling doesn't work a lot of times Mm -hmm. and what people can do to really see results. And I just felt like we got to do something. So that's when we branded the marriage restoration project and kind of differentiated ourselves from typical counseling, uh, using Imago, which is, you know, the therapy Shlomo practices, and then also doing, doing things in two days rather than 
counseling that just takes weeks and weeks and months for people to get clarity. We wanted to give people results like immediately if mm. possible mm-hmm. and help people get clarity right away rather than having to wait. So, wow. yeah. So we Can do group welcome? workshops and private and private intensive retreats with couples. I love it. So can you share a little bit more? You mentioned Rivka about the like the way marriage counseling was done and the imago therapy. What's the difference? Like I'm sure people sure. are like, well, wait a minute, like yeah, should I go my should I go this way? Like which one yeah. you know, give us a little bit more background on that. Yeah, I could talk for hours on this, but I'll just <laughs> say that you know, as a kid, I remember like my father once calling and he's like, give me the phone number on the bulletin board that says marriage counselor. And he was yelling and, and there's so much negativity around counseling and marriage specifically when a couple's in crisis. And when we went to our very first Imago session, the therapist had us sitting across from each other, knee to knee, holding hands, looking into, into each other's eyes, sharing one person would talk, the other person would repeat back what they heard. It was such a different experience where it was safe. It was emotionally connected. So just number one, just the atmosphere is completely different because you can't bring what's happening at home into an office and expect for a different result. That's like, I, who said it? Einstein's definition of insanity is, you know, if couples are screaming, shaming, blaming each other at home, then how is it going to be any different if you just take that into a therapist's office? It's going to be the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And in the Mago, there are very clear structured boundaries of who gets to talk, who gets to respond, and when. There's no yelling, there's no shaming, there's no blaming, there's no name calling. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. You know, big wow. difference right there. Mm-hmm. Um, another difference is so in regular like Western medicine, you know, the way our medical system is set up is therapists usually need a diagnosis to bill insurance, right? So they have to like have an official diagnosis. The problem is that in a marriage, if you like decide, oh, okay, the husband is this or the Mm -hmm. wife is this, Mm -hmm. then automatically you're creating like a division between the couple because you're the therapist and you're diagnosing Mm -hmm. one or the other. So number one, then the couple feels like someone's taking sides Mm. and you're almost like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And so mm-hmm. the therapist like is sort of automatically going into it where they have to pick a side in order to give like the diagnosis. And what we believe is it's not about him or her. That's the problem. It's about the space between us. And it's mm. the space between us. That's the patient with the diagnosis, not either one of the partners. Mm. And so the therapist and an imago therapist views relationships with from what's called the relational paradigm rather than the individual paradigm which is the typical western way of looking at it is i want to help this individual you know let me die looking at the symptoms as opposed to the root cause and dealing at as a unit looking at the unit and how it functions as opposed to focusing on the problems because when we focus on the problems then you focus then you can focus on well this person or that person mm-hmm. whereas if you focus on the dynamic Mm-hmm. then we, we're focused more on the process than the content yeah, and yeah. For the process that, and then once we focus on the process then we get we get better results because the issues get resolved and nobody feels like they're being yeah their it's like twisted. a dance it's kind of like a dance you know he, he will do something let's say and then i'll feel triggered i'll get triggered and then behave a certain way and it's huh. not either one of us it's it's this space yes. so yeah Wow. Like, 
No, I'm sorry. That might have been a long no. way to explain, but oh, no. there's a lot there's a lot more about about like the differentiates, but specifically mm -hmm. that how we work. So typical imago therapy is like 90 minutes, which is a lot. But if you do weekly therapy, you know, every week there's a new crisis that comes up. You have to sure. triage that. You really don't have a chance to really explore and go deep. So we found that doing a, a two day private retreat with a couple, an intensive or a group workshop, couples really get the information. They really get the breakthrough. I mean, we just did a group workshop last week and it's oh wow and like some unbelievable people who've been married for 20 30 40 years and in two days they just see everything differently and it really just changes the whole trajectory of their relationship mm. whereas if they were to come for like you know 60 minutes like I mean, maybe they would feel a little bit better but then next week they'll come back with another issue and they never dealt with the first one so sure Wow. Like it's, it's, it's changing my mind around how we see counseling or how we see therapy. Like you, you, and I didn't know that there were other ways to, <laughs> to do this. It, it was always like one way, you know, you go. And then when you said about the, um, when you go to counseling, some traditional counseling, and I've heard a lot of that where the, the therapist would pick a side and it's like, you're the blame, you're the problem. And so that causes the shame to be on that person. It's like, well, wait a minute, what about them? Like they've been doing the same things. And so it's like, it's that back and forth. And it's like, you want them to get healing. You want them to be restored and all that. But now this one person is the blame. And so they don't, and they don't want to cause them not to go back or, right. or whatnot. You know, I've had uh, people and what set through a consultation and they're like, I already feel like he's, he's like it's the the man, the man saying this he's like oh yeah he's on my case already i don't want to go back you know kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of deal or she's on my case like i'm the problem you know kind of deal and so pointing fingers yeah you know yeah so, exactly yeah. the, the relational yeah. paradigm makes it safe for both mm -hmm. to show up and both be fully present because that blame is taken away mm. and i always tell couples i'm not here to judge i'm not the judge or the jury i'm not here to like say who's right or wrong i'm here to help the two of you interact yeah yeah, that's key. That's key. Yeah, that's what I was sitting there thinking about uh, where they had them sit together, actually looking at each other kind of mm -hmm. removes the distraction, but also creates an intimacy in a way. And awkwardness. And awkwardness. <laughs> but that, and that's the part where it's that's like, the, part. It, the way they're doing it is helping you build the structure yeah. of talking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're used to, like they're saying, if you're used to arguing all the time sure. and everything, nothing is really going through so that's the process they're talking about mm -hmm. they're, they're okay we're coming to fix your process mm -hmm. but you we need to find a structured way mm -hmm. of doing that so we're going to have you sit right there in front mm -hmm. of each other yeah you're uncomfortable because right now you're not feeling the same way yeah. it was towards that person mm -hmm. if it was at the beginning of the relationship you would have been fine yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i but you know after a while like even after i guess after i don't know scientifically how many moments it takes but once you're looking into each other's eyes even if there has been a lot of conflict like i think with neurophysics suddenly like the body can calm down even mm. if they're married and they're having lots and lots of bickering like mm. at some point the body actually calms down mm. like dj's saying like that eye contact becomes like intimacy and they can remember oh, this is the person I fell in love with. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, it's you. So they've forgotten yeah. about it because they're just busy mm -hmm. fighting and distracted by, by life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's good. Um, I have so many questions going through my brain. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's like, 
And for the people that are dating, because I know you guys really help a lot of people that are dating, like yeah. that same eye contact and that same uh, delivery and style of communication, you know, we sometimes tell singles, like you can use it on dates. Like when somebody says something, just repeat back what you heard them say, and mm-hmm. you will suddenly be the most attractive person in the whole entire, mm-hmm. you know, I had a lot of actually older singles that people have said like, oh, no one, they're never going to get married and I mm-hmm. work with them. And then all of a sudden they, they meet the next person, they get married because wow. they become more, the more you can become self-aware of yourself and mm-hmm. also to learn some of these communication skills, but just to be more self-aware and how you interact in a relationship and also that it can help you tremendously. Mm-hmm. And that's that's um, good that you say that because we do something called a check in every, yeah. every every month bi weekly <laughs> is what we do we'll try to do bi weekly you know but yeah. <laughs> to and so um, but I know I think at one point I, I told you we should look at each other mm-hmm. you know we tell the you know we have a check in cheat sheet that we are able people are able to get from us if they want one if you're dating engaged or uh, married. And so I think I put the commercial right there. Go ahead. No, and, so, <laughs> and so basically, and so basically, where it's important to where we're looking at one another. And um, I remember one time I told him, I was just look at, just looking at, look in my eyes for like thirty seconds or whatever. And it was just the awkward. It was so awkward, but I you can feel. It. <laughs> That's cute. He liked it, it, but it was good. It was, it helped. Like when it was going on, the kids were playing around or whatever it was. Like we just had a moment of where we just sat and just looked at one another in each other's eyes. And it just made a whole difference. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to say it. it we didn't have to say anything, yeah, like, you know? <laughs> and so it's good that, um, that's also something that could be done in the, uh, singles dating stage. Um, the question uh, also for your, uh, workshops and things like that, like, and what, area of crisis or maybe not a crisis like what kind of people couples come in to the to to say they want to be need the work like is it in every stage are they about to head for divorce is it newlyweds like who mostly do you see is there a trend or is it more so like we need you period in our lives we need help what does it look like well i say a lot of time the couples are in crisis. They are in crisis. Okay. Um, however, for the group workshops, we have people in all different stages. I mean, yeah. we actually had somebody come this time, and they said at the end because they, they were they they said they have a good marriage, but they just want more skills. And she announced to the group at the end. She said, "You know what? I want to let you know that, like, even though, like you might think people ask me in the beginning, like, why are we here? Because like our marriage is good. We don't have any problems. But mm. she said that she she learned so much from being there with all the other couples that were struggling." And it was just a great experience for everyone all around because the issues we find that we're not just teaching you like, you know, do this, do that. We're giving, I would say, I would say like general principles and understandings of how relationships work. And this kind of, it, it was re- relevant to everyone in any stage mm-hmm. and people can relate to it, whether people have been married for 40 years or, or, or they're engaged. Newlyweds. Yeah. yeah. It's great for engaged couples also because they really can start off with a good foundation and really learn like right from the get-go like I wish we had gone to something Mm. you know when we were engaged because then we would have known how maybe to avoid some of the conflicts yeah and that's the part right there I'm hearing I'm like this is would be so great for those who are engaged in their engaged season or you know before they dive in just to know one another find the things that work the skills that work beforehand um yeah because we do promote you know 
going to counseling or therapy before you get married. I mean, even some couples even go before they even get engaged, you know, because they have stuff going on in their personal lives. They're trying to, and they're trying to blend the two. Mm-hmm. So we promote that go get the help first. You like, don't wait until you're married or till red flags, you know, all the things happening, alarms are going off in the marriage before you even try to go. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it's nice kind of to do like a, a marriage, like a couple's retreat in a way, because then it's not like therapy, but it's can be also romantic, like a retreat getaway. So I think mm-hmm. it's a great thing to include like in the, mm-hmm. you know, in the wedding planning or pre-wedding oh, planning. Like it's a nice that. thing. Yeah. Oh, that's actually good. And this, and this was the two days, correct? So we actually have a five day, four night retreat coming up in Costa Rica. Ooh. And that's like a really beautiful way for, you know, like if someone's planning their honeymoon, like why not, ta- you know, tag it on to a, a relationship retreat. So I think mm. those are really nice ways to make it less about like going to therapy, but having this really wonderful experience. It's like a, you know, a workshop, like an educational experience gotcha. workshop. Yeah. And it's, in the, it's, it's Costa Rica. Yeah. It's a on the beach. Right. Exactly. Do it on the beach in the tropical forest. Like it's a very beautiful mm-hmm. ambient setting that makes it even better to do some work. That is amazing. I'm telling everybody about that because that because <laughs> goodness is how yeah. long is the offer staying? I got a couple people I need to get married first. Like right. in my life. Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting on yeah, some of my we, friends, my single friends. I'm like they are welcome to come. We okay. really should do one for singles too but one day we'll get there but okay okay yeah yeah well you know who to call on <laughs> yes we do <laughs> so you, you guys are t- welcome anytime yes i'm excited i'll listen okay um so on the i was perusing of course just researching you all and i, I love the website first off let's say it's so helpful all of the resources that you provide for people in every se- season of what they're in in their relationship just to be able to grab and click and get like i was like this is amazing like you okay. don't see that often on a lot of it's usually like you have to come see us first before you get it it's like no we have it you don't even have to have a consultation with us you can click and get the things that you need, you know, mm-hmm. but then you also talk about the retreats and things, but I did peruse and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. It talks about your story a little bit. And it talked about your experience of parenting stress and household stressors and ADHD and the things that kind of almost tore you apart. I think you might've mentioned that already Shlomo, but I don't know if that was in a different season after the year with the one baby, or if it was later on, but is there, is there anything else you can share about how you all dealt with those issues that have uh, you all encountered and how you all overcame those? Well, I, I think that the, because we did that imago therapy yeah. in the beginning, but towards yeah. the beginning, that helped us throughout. So even when other things popped up, you know, things pop, you cannot predict, I say that being married is about being flexible mm-hmm. and you can't predict how things are going to go. Mm-hmm. And ultimately it's about kind of like giving up, giving up control and just being present in the moment and, being committed to each other mm-hmm. and I feel like the work that we did and the understanding that we had about each other especially about the baggage that we both brought from childhood um into the relationship it helped us be able to weather these storms um because or I think that otherwise I'm not really sure if we would have been able to, to yeah I mean there was a lot of storms even yeah. after that first time Man. even after we're doing this professionally it's you know, yeah mm-hmm. we're human beings too and we have things you know triggers and issues and and now we have five kids and not just one so yeah. it's 
it's like the process you have to like remember like copy paste but then like put it in different areas of your exactly. life and overcome them yeah and adapt that's one thing yeah we definitely had to adapt and we still have to adapt mm -hmm. uh, but we have that we know we have the skills so if we know if there's something we need to deal with we're confident we can do do it yeah. i think before it was scary because we didn't know what we we're doing Mm -hmm. And we didn't, we didn't know there was a better way. And that was really, really scary. Mm -hmm. So we know there's a better way. We just have to Use put it. the pedal to the metal and do yeah. the work. Um, yeah. And we also have, I think, a commitment, at least, that we understand why we have tension. So mm. we're not like, we don't have one foot out the door, at least. Okay. Yeah, I, I think just you being able to share and be real about that, because I'm sure that's what you share in your workshops and your group, um, you know, workshops and things to other people to help them pull in. So once they hear your story, they're like, oh, wait a minute, they did it. You know, like <laughs> if they were able to overcome, I definitely know with five kids, come on now. <laughs> yeah, and we're very, like, that's yeah. why people like it, because we're also very transparent. And they mm -hmm. see us in the workshop, they see we're not perfect. We're not one of those people that get up on stage and we're like, we have all the answers. Like, no, I mean, sometimes we'll have a little argument at a workshop. So, I mean, yeah, not, not usually, but, yeah. you know, so it's very transparent. Yeah, yeah and that's, I think it helps. It helps with, at least, especially when I work with couples privately. Because I know what they're going through. I mean, they have, they have everybody has a different story, but I believe and I have the hope and that they can make it make it work. Because mm -hmm. I know that this, I I believe in what we're doing. I know that it works, and mm. I want we want to share with others. Yeah, so that's that's amazing. Um, is there anything you want to add? Uh, well, one I, I I can see why the friend said do an interview with us because. It, it's kind of like a reflection of what we're doing with what they're doing too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also it's like, am I seeing double here? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's great. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I do want to go to Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> when they talking about us, like, you know what? We might have to, I get some vacation time. Yeah. We might have to, because I, I, I don't mind adding on, not when things get bad and trying to you yeah. know, do things, but I don't mind adding on to it. Yeah. And, you know, that's always helpful. It's like I said before, it's, um, like before we started, we always are finding ways to do preventative maintenance. Mm -hmm. It's just like a car checkup, you know, you mm -hmm. know he handles all the cars, yeah. you know, all the things. But it's just like, I'd look at the beeps and I guess that goes for our... There's a light. All right, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at it. Something's going on in there. I don't know what it is. Can you check it? But um, but that's kind of how relationships, you know, are. Like you see, you find the pain points, mm -hmm. and you try to work it out together. And so I'll I'll see him out there working on the car, and I'm like, did, did you fix it? He said, Nah, I got to figure out another way because I don't know. And so, but his persistence is what also made me attracted, you know, to him too, because mm -hmm. I'm like, he's really determined to try to figure out how to make this work. You know, if it, mm -hmm. you know, so and that's what we do on a daily basis when it's um, with the issues that come up, the trials that we encounter, because, um, man, it's been some some interesting moments these past. Mm. <laughs> this, but some blessings this year has been um, you see the work that you put in um, to communicate, to share your feelings, to share, you know, our needs, our expectations of one another over time. And then you see the the fruit of that you know, in certain seasons, you're like, man, we did, we put, we did put in work, 
like a lot, mm -hmm. you know, to do that. And then we want to do the next step, but I want to go further and deeper. So this is why I love what you all are doing because um, we want to show that not, it might look picture perfect, but it's, it's not. not, you know, mm -hmm. we want to be able to do that to be able to help other people. So this is what we're here for. We're mm -hmm. here to share our story with those who don't know about what marriage looks like, how singleness was for us, you know, all that. So we appreciate that. That's so, great. And it's so nice that you can also appreciate DJ Lucretia, just like his rock and that very, it sounds like DJ, you're very good with, like what I was attracted to with Shlomo was just his groundedness and very clear path. Mm -hmm. And that reminds me when I'm feeling like, ah, with mm -hmm. everything in life, like he is, you know, committed and, mm -hmm. you know, stable. And it's nice to mm -hmm. continually have opportunities to appreciate those qualities that originally 23 years ago, I was attracted to. So. That's amazing. <laughs> that yeah. I want to revisit something though, because um, I love this. And then we'll, we'll get to close on um, here is, um, you, the two days I want to talk about the two days real quick of this of saving a marriage within two days can you go back to that like so if somebody comes in and they're knowing they're coming into the two day is it a retreat or is it a all-day deal so they sign up it's, it's yeah. like um well for the for the we have the group in the private the private okay. for example it's yeah. you know it's six hours each day okay. and they come back the next day okay and is that um virtual or is that only yeah sometimes it's virtual yeah so we have virtual we have we have in person with people that travel we have we have clinicians in other locations of people that are local to people so they go to their local cl clinician for the two-day experience okay gotcha yeah i was just in, um wanting to encourage folks out there for this two-day experiences if you're married out there married right married couples um, not necessarily or, okay committed relationships committed yeah. relationships that that could be a a, a option for you all out there to to really tackle things in two days like to really figure this thing out and to to, to put in the work like that can actually happen so is there any more about the two days that you would like to share or any other strategies that may go in these two days that you can share with folks about how they can actually save their relationship or maybe figure out if you're not married maybe not to be together no more <laughs> maybe it's not yeah, yeah I, th I think that what it does is it gives you like someone once said it's like a spa experience it's like Ooh. you get to come for two days and you just get to soak it in and you learn so much about yourselves you learn about your childhood experiences and your early formative relationships which we find that in, in myotherapy that really kind of leads you to find your spouse and also creates the conflict that you have mm -hmm. so it gives you so much more insight and helps you create what we said that conscious marriage to get begin to get out of the power struggle so there's a whole kind of like paradigm shift that people have when when they do this work and then besides that they get to have they learn a very specific process of skills to be able to communicate and it's not just like you know here's we're going to teach you this and practice it at home we have them work out the issues in real time so you get to actually experience wow mm. i really feel heard and understood i never thought you really got me until now and mm. uh, now i understand why this bothers you so much and it just it's just a real eye-opener i mean i had a couple today and we were doing this dialogue where they actually talked about, they were talking, having a dialogue with their parent. And the wife's talking to the, to the parent. And afterwards, she's like, this is crazy. Like, I didn't think I had a bad relationship with my mother. I had a pretty good childhood. But I realized that the same things I said to my, that I'm telling my mother right now are the same things I tell my husband 
mm-hmm. on a daily basis and complain about and compl- yeah, the complaints I have about my oh. husband this is exactly what I'm telling my mother and he heard it too and it's like wow like I didn't get it I didn't mm-hmm. understand until now this is a huge eye-opener because we're seeing that so things like that it's just I love being a part of it because I like giving having people have that aha moment that kind of yeah, light bulb that turns off because it really shifts everything and that's why that's precisely why you know two days how's it going to change anything but that's precisely why just having people see things from a different perspective kind of flips everything on its mm-hmm. side and gives them a new way of looking at things and newfound hope to move forward together i like that mm-hmm. i really do i really enjoy that um the marriage restoration the um the re- marriage restoration project the two-day um is it intense i don't i don't want to miss I'm just saying yeah, intensive course. retreat. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I was yeah. a million ways to say yeah. it. Okay. I was like, all the things like we are listen, everybody listen out here. We are giving all the stuff to y'all. This is a resource right here. Y'all are wondering oh, yeah. how to save your relationship. Like, really, like they are here. You just hop on their website and they got things. You hop in, uh, join the programs they have. I need you all to really get into it. Okay, get into it. We're very accessible. Anyone yeah. can always reach out. We have tons of stuff they can look at, mm-hmm. like you said. So we're happy to Yeah, have... we do have, like, you can book a call, a clarity call with me. I'm happy to hear about your situation and see if, yeah. how we can help and guide you into you know, which program would be helpful. Otherwise, and we also have a lot of Work great sheets, resources on yeah, our... Yeah, tons of yeah. resources. And I think y'all had a skit on there, too. Were y'all too acting? <laughs> You know what's crazy is we were technically acting, but it was actually a real fight that like we had over and over again. And then we just sort of like were a little more dramatic about it, but then uh-huh. it was totally real. It feels real when I watch that video. <laughs> it is hilarious. <laughs> that is so funny. See now that now y'all really gotta go on the website and look. It's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh gosh. Do you have that was final? a fight? Yeah, that was also a fight that went on for years. Oh, another one that went on. Yeah. Until we doubt. Until we finally worked. That you finally worked through. (laughs) Oh, we walked it out on a video. We had like professional. We have an online course, so Mm -hmm. we did a a kind of a mock dialogue, which we teach couples about Mm -hmm. this issue. But it was totally real. We reenacted it, and then Mm -hmm. we did the actual dialogue, which I don't know if we ever really talked about it. Yeah, we really had. And we really got it and understood what was going on, and the issue went away. What? That is awesome. Yeah, it was good. Y'all inspired us to do skits now. <laughs> I'm still. He's working. like, what? Still I know working. he's still. He's the. He's. I'm trying to pull him in. I mean, this podcast was huge, so let's go slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, we got to do a video. Ah, okay. I know. I'm always pulling him on TikTok, doing right. TikTok stuff, or doing things. He's like, oh my oh. gosh, yeah. yeah I, I have to warm up to it. That's all. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Dancing in front of the cameras. Right. Oh, that's a whole different that's a whole, will, yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm the dancer. He yeah. would just stand there. Are so. you? <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, but I really appreciate you thank two you. today. Yeah, thank you. DJ, did you have any final words that you wanted to say to our guest today? Oh no, look, he, he was taking stuff like right out my my, my thoughts. I was like, oh, okay. All right, yeah. cool. Everything was on paper. But uh you no, guys no. are on the same page. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Coming. That was Thank great. you so much for coming. So, is anything that, that you would like fun. to tell our guest? Anything? Any offers? Any um, advice? And well, I say encouragement you want to give to our single people that are listening, and anybody else that's not single. Um, <laughs> your final words. Your final. Your final things to say before we head out. 
Ah, oh, there's so many great things to say. Just well, I can give the advice and you can give the offers. How about that? Oh, okay. okay. Depends what you're gonna yeah. say. <laughs> no, just I think it's always important to have hope to realize that relationships are really for the purpose of growth and healing. Mm-hmm. And every every relationship can give you that opportunity, especially a marriage, like really the most intimate relationship. And to realize that, yes. It can be great, and there's challenges along the way, but the challenges are really an opportunity to really transform into connection. Mm-hmm. So to be able to hold that hope, don't give up, yeah. um, and just be open and let you know. Be open to, to finding Mr. and Mrs. Wright or Miss Wright, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Yeah, and we, you know, we have some worksheets for people that are dating and. There's a lot of self-awareness, I think, um, that can be done for people to understand, like, what is it like to be in a relationship with myself? And the more people can kind of question, instead of thinking like, what do I want? I want this thing and I want this type of guy and this type of girl. Like, instead of thinking about the other person, really try to get clarity in yourself. Like, oh, what is it like to be in a relationship with me? What mm-hmm. what am I like to be in a relationship with? Yeah. And you, it's a little bit scary sometimes to think about, but like, oh, to really you know, think from another person's perspective, what is it like to be in relationship with you as you are now? And that might need some tweaking along the way. Um, And it's all part of life's journey. So we're happy to support the group or the listeners with any dating worksheets um, if they need. And we have a link to Costa Rica's so we can give a special coupon for the podcast listeners. If they want to go to Costa Rica, that would be our pleasure. And I'm sure you can include that in the notes or the transcript. We will put in description for sure. Definitely. Y'all look in the description for the, uh, for all the things that they got going on. You can save your marriage and go on the trip. (laughs) Right. Get the worksheet, (laughs) go on the trip, come back and do a two day. No, (laughs) anyway. Yeah. Sounds good. (laughs) All the things. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. So, Hey, thank, thank y'all so much for tonight. We really appreciate the conversation. Oh yeah, I can't wait till this is out, y'all. Y'all, li- well, y'all be going to be listening because it's out, but I can't wait when it's actually <laughs> out. <laughs> so, thank you guys so much. Oh, thank and you, thank you for thank joining you. us. It's great meeting you both. All right, so this has been another episode of When Marriage and Purpose Collide. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into When Marriage and Purpose Collide podcast. Click on the link in the description to learn a little more about us. Subscribe and send a review on your takeaways or any new insight you have gained in this episode. See you back here for our next episode. Peace.